0: Hey, what's up, you guys? You are listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie. And I'm your host, Taylor. This week, we have honestly one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded. The topic of this podcast is, as I'm sure you saw in the title, is how to survive a long-distance friendship, which we thought would be super valuable to you guys right now, because we know everyone is stretched far and wide because of COVID and because we're home from the summer anyway. And you really have to be doing long-distance friendships with literally every relationship that you have from college. Mm -hmm.
1: And personally, I think that how you handle a long-distance friendship kind of goes – a couple different ways and you have to decide kind of without speaking with that friend, how that's going to play out.
0: Exactly. It's like, there's like a s- scale of just like, okay, we're long distance friends. Like, are we going to randomly check in on each other? Or are we just going to like mm-hmm. swipe up on each other's Instagram posts? Are we going to call and check in? Are we going to FaceTime actively? Like what role are we going to play in their life while we're apart? And mm-hmm. I think, and it, Oh, what were you saying? And
1: all of my different college friends, we've had different, those have all fallen in all of those different categories.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like a complete spectrum because I have friends when I'm at school, I feel like I talk to you all the time, but I really have only talked to you like once or twice since being home, which I'm kind of embarrassed to say. And all of a sudden I'm like very convicted and feel like a horrible friend. But I don't know. I get it's pretty natural though. That like there's certain pockets into which people fall. Mm -hmm.
1: And I think that's definitely okay. I grew up in, like you guys heard in the first episode, I grew up in North Carolina. So I moved to Florida when I was 11. So that's now nine years ago, which is a big chunk of time ago. And I still have friends there. But those aren't necessarily the friendships where I'm checking in every single day. I'm always talking to them like I am Taylor. But those girls will always be so close, so near and dear to my heart. Even though we only see each other once a year, we can just pick back up right where we left off the year before and in a week span of time get everything we need and that that's fine. That's just how our friendship works and other friendships work different ways.
0: What's that been like being friends with those girls? Just in case anyone didn't know this, being friends with those girls since you were literally in kindergarten. What has yeah. that been like? Not only growing up with them, but then as you guys are becoming teenagers, doing that friendship long distance.
1: It's really interesting because I see some of those girls, and I'm saying some of those girls. I'm friends with like two of them, but still. (laughs) All my friends back in North Carolina. So many friends. Shout out to you too. You know who you are. But anyways, those friendships have, because obviously you've changed since you've been in third grade. We've changed drastically since we've been third grade. So the first year when I moved away, it was probably the hardest because I was very much like, oh, I want nothing to do with those friendships. I'm a Florida girl, da-da-da, all this stuff. Like, I'm good. I'm going to leave my life behind because I was just so angry because I didn't want my life to change that I was like, whatever, we'll just full force let it change. So what a lot of people don't know is I really didn't speak to my friends from North Carolina for the first – year and a half maybe 2 years that I lived here which these are girls who like genuinely forgives me for doing that because it was a really crappy thing that I did but those friendships again just picked back up right where they left off
0: so <laughs> as two people who have done a lot of long distance friendships not to mention that the two of us are shall we say very well um <laughs> acquainted with being long distance friends with each other We just kind of have like a couple tips or maybe some talking points, maybe some things that are like common, like lies or common things that are said that maybe aren't the truth about a long distance friendship and the truth behind them and like how to handle them properly. So the first thing that we just wanted to point out in general was that a lot of people think that if you're not with someone physically, you can't do like life together. And there's that connotation with friendships, with long distance, like romantic relationships, just in general, everyone's like, they just don't work, which is a lie. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. And I think there is a big difference between friendships and being friends with someone and doing life with someone, because there are a lot of girls who I would consider my friends, but there are very few people who I'm like, oh yeah, we do life together. We talk about the hard crap we talk about everything. We go through everything together. We are 100% doing life with. So when Taylor and I are talking about all of these points, I don't want you to take it as you have to do this with every single one of your friends, but those people in your life who you genuinely want to do life with, these are some things that definitely helped us.
0: And that falls into the – this is not in our notes at all, but what you just said made me think of this – One of my really good friends, I'm going to give her a shout out because I love her. Shout out to you, Catherine, (laughs) Um, (laughs) explained this to me one time and it just blew my mind. It's this idea of a bullseye. And on the outside are like all of your acquaintances and the people that are like passerbys in your life. And of course, you'll stop and say hi to them, maybe like their Instagram pictures, whatever. And as you slowly move into the circle and into the bullseye, they're closer and tighter relationships. But the point of it is at the center of the bullseye, Those are, like, the people you are, like, full-blown, gung-ho doing life with. And those are the people that you share things, like, you share what's going on in your life. You're really vulnerable with them. But your inner circle should be inner, which means small. You're not hardcore Mm -hmm. doing life with 50 people. You just – you literally can't. So, for me, I have three of my really close girlfriends that are just in my bullseye. And those are the people – I tell my crap to, I share everything with, they share back, and we're physically doing life together. But on the outside are really good friends, maybe even what some would call best friends, and you love each other deeply, Mm -hmm. but you're not like going into those relationships needing to like share every single thing that's going on like in your heart, if that makes sense. So it's Mm -hmm. just guarding your heart and like the different stages and being self-aware enough to like gauge where your friendship is. And recognize that not every person has to be in your inner circle. I know I was very confused on this and I just like wanted a hundred really close friends, but that just does not work.
1: (laughs) No, it does not work at all. And it doesn't degrade the friends that are on, that are in your inner circle whatsoever.
0: Absolutely. Everyone just plays different roles in everyone's Mm -hmm. different lives.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing that we want to go into is really just being intentional your friendships. I know this is something that I love. And I kind of hate it when I think I've talked about this already on the podcast, that I hate it when people are intentional, and they just want to have a regular conversation. I'm like, No, let's like, get to what we have to talk about. Like I have a million things in my mind, probably 24 seven. So let's talk about those things, because that's what's genuinely important to me. So I want to let you in on that. I say that, but I am good at asking other people, but I'm terrible at letting myself talk about She's it She's
0: terrible. She is the woat.
1: Taylor's had to like punch me in the face to like get me to talk about things. Not actually, but like pretty much.
0: You know that like trendy thing where it's just like, I'm the CEO of this. Kenzie is the CEO of not wanting to share. <laughs> No, wanting yeah. to share, but not wanting to be the person that foregoes the information on her own behalf. She needs to be asked like three times, and then she's like, Oh, thank yeah. God, I finally get to talk about this. And I'm and like, then it's like, I asked sh- you 30 minutes ago, Kenzie.
1: And then I'm also the kind of person, which this is terrible. I'm like, Nobody asked me how I'm doing. And then I'm like, A million people have, Kenzie. Like, just talk.
0: <laughs> no one cares I'm about sorry. what I'm doing.
1: I'm I'm literally I'm sorry to all the people in my life who check in
0: I feel like I'm the same way though like I definitely take the friendships that I have for granted all the time where I'm just like oh my god I have no friends and I'll have people be like are you kidding what like are you serious <laughs> like you were just able to explain this bullseye diagram like you have friends what do you mean you have
1: even levels of friends you have levels not just friends <laughs>
0: I think it's super easy to take everyone in your life for granted. But yes, the big thing mm-hmm. for us that works really well is just checking in and also just setting realistic goals. Like we've acknowledged the fact that we don't need to talk every single day to be super involved in each other's lives. We definitely don't go a month without talking. That's just like unheard of. But if there's a right. day where like I'm swamped or Kenzie's really busy we don't have to talk that day. Or sometimes it's just sending yeah. an encouraging text. It doesn't need to be an hour long FaceTime. And I feel like I got really overwhelmed with that as a freshman in college that I felt like to keep up with my high school friends, like I needed to carve out six hours to just sit down and FaceTime them all when that's just so unrealistic. And then you just get so overwhelmed that you're just like, oh, I'm just not going to do it at all. And then you slowly start drifting away from all these people. It can be a text. It can Mm -hmm. be a Snapchat if that's your cup of tea. It can be a quick phone call on the way to class and you only have 10 minutes, but you intentionally give them that 10 minutes or you finish eating lunch early. I don't know what it is for you, but it's just making them a priority and doing the most with what you have. Because there are times when Mm -hmm. Kenzie and I can talk for three hours and it's great, but that's rare. Being able to sit down and seriously just like, Got through things for a long, long time. Yeah. Just because we're so involved at our schools that it's really mm-hmm. this, the short amount of time that we're super intentional with. Like there's no, like, let's just like mess around on the phone for 30 minutes and then get to it. No, it's, we are on the phone and I'm just like, how is your heart? <laughs> Sometimes you gotta be aggressive. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. And most of the time I'm like, oh, my life sucks. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. But another thing that I wanted to go into next that, you kind of reminded me of, I was really bad when I first went away to school about calling people because I'm a planner. So I like to block out time and I like to be like, okay, great. We'll talk at this time. And then Taylor would just randomly start calling me. And I was like, this wasn't in the schedule. Like this was not like, this was not, I didn't pencil you in. (laughs) Exactly. And I just had to be okay with that. And it took me a while to start doing it. And after a while, Taylor was like, you know, you can call me, right? And I was like, but we didn't schedule anything. <laughs> and I never said this. This is why she's dying laughing right now. Oh, my God, i right never heard this. But that's how I am. But now I've gotten used to just being like, oh, I have five minutes. I'm going to call this amount of people. I'm going to call these people. Whatever. I'm walking around campus. I'm going to FaceTime someone for the heck of it. So, if you suck at, you know, n- not planning things and just going with the flow, here's your, here's your encouragement. Here's your ticket. Just pick up the phone. Ticket to
0: fame. Yeah.
1: Just pick up the phone and call people randomly. They may or may not answer.
0: That's and that's okay. okay. Right. Then you call them again, and then they feel bad, and then they call you back. And sometimes yeah. you play a mean game of phone tag, but then voicemails are fun, so. All right, point number two, which is super fun. This is the fun stuff, is just talk about your dreams with them. Talk about the things you're excited about. Talk about what's making you happy that day. And it could be, like, Mm -hmm. that, I don't know, you didn't oversleep for your class or lunch actually was, like, really good today (laughs) and it just puts you in a good mood. I don't know. It's just anything – that's like making you happy right then in that moment. But then also on a more serious level, like talk about like how you're feeling about certain things. And that doesn't always have to be like a happy thing. But like for me, I am such a goals and aspiration person. I'm an Enneagram type three. So there are times when I have like a laundry list of things, of like how I'm going to like change the world in the back of my head. And sometimes I just want to talk about them. And that's exciting talking about the future because no matter how old you are or what season of life you're in, the future is exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And Taylor is very goal-oriented, like she was just saying. And sometimes, and this is what's fun for me, because early on in our friendship, I felt like I was always pouring all my like crap out in my life. And then I think once Taylor and I started getting close, she was like, oh, wait, I can just dump everything, too. And now certain times, Taylor would just dump her life and just lose it. And I I enjoy it so much because I'm like, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who's crazy. But honestly, there's so much growth in that. And there's so much like the fact that I enjoy that when Taylor is going crazy and losing her mind. So sorry. But the fact that I enjoy that and I'm like, I like when people open up to me and I like that you're coming to me for this kind of stuff. Like friends like when you're being vulnerable with them. It works both ways.
0: Okay. I'm going to air out some of our relationship dirty laundry right now. Hope you don't mind. But one big problem that Kenzie and I had at the beginning of our friendship. She's giving me crazy eyes right now. She's like, what are you about to say? Um,
1: There could be so many things.
0: One really big problem that we had is that I painted myself in high school as this perfect angel that like did no wrong, thought no wrong, was like literally perfect. I wasn't, but like that's like I just like made myself be perceived that way, which was entirely unrelatable But at the time, I thought what I was doing, I was painting myself to be perfect, to A, protect myself, but for B, so no one had to worry about me because I just like to take care of people. But on the other Mm -hmm. side, which I can acknowledge now, it made me very unapproachable because it was just like her life's put together. I'm not coming and airing out any of my crap to her. So I remember one day, Kenzie and I were just sitting in, we were just like walking around like downtown and we ended up just getting into this conversation and I don't even know how it brought up. And I was just like, yeah, this part about my life sucks. I'm not happy with this part. Oh yeah, this part isn't perfect. I know this Instagram picture looks really cute, but guess what? Me and my boyfriend are fighting or uh, my friends at school aren't what I thought they were going to be. And I'm frustrated with my sorority and I'm maybe not happy at my college campus. What? Crazy like, Mm -hmm. hi, I might transfer, like, all of a sudden, and I thought I was, like, super transparent with Kenzie, and all of a sudden, she looked at me, she was, like, oh, my God, you're, like, human, like, (laughs) what, and we had this, like, (laughs) insane, like, mind-blown moment, like, literally sitting on a public bench, I didn't even know people sat on public benches, (laughs) like, I've never seen anyone use them, and we're literally sitting there having, like, the biggest heart-to-heart ever, Where I'm like, oh, my God, Kenzie, no, my life is Mm -hmm. a mess. And she's like, your life has never been a mess. I'm like, no, Kenzie, my life has always been a mess. And that proves that I'm more of a mess because I wasn't even showing people that my life was a mess. And that's wrong. So, yeah. And the
1: thing was, two seconds after Taylor did that, I confessed things that I've not confessed to literally anyone. And I was just like, okay, I know you're trusting me with your heart and you're letting me
0: in. Here's all of this. And it just takes one person to just like break that little gap. like I'm sh- I have tons of relationships and I'm sure you guys too, where you're like right on the cusp of being like really good friends and hitting that inner circle or you're like if you're a college freshman and maybe you're, you're like with your year getting cut short, you really didn't get to like break through that like, that last step to get really close to someone. It really like vulnerability is a bridge into the inner circle. Like that's Mm -hmm. what it is. Like that is like the entire barrier around the inner circle is vulnerability. And it's like once you take that step and it takes one person being brave enough to do that, then the other person instantly can like match on that level. And since then, we have been able to be so honest about like there's nothing that we don't tell each other, literally. Mm -hmm. Or if Kenzie tries to not tell me stuff, I eventually find out and then we deal with it. And I'm like, Kenzie, we're past this. We don't not tell each other things. Um,
1: It happens. And then I call Taylor. I'm like, I'm so sorry I did this. But in my mind now, I'm like, if I'm doing something and I can't tell Taylor about it, probably shouldn't be doing it. Put it on a t-shirt,
0: baby. Put it on a t-shirt. If we ever
1: blow up and get merch, that's what we're doing.
0: We'll repeat it for (laughs) you guys. One more time, (laughs) Kenzie.
1: If you can't tell Taylor, you probably shouldn't be doing it.
0: It's true. It's true. Okay. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, (laughs) I've been making that joke too much. Whatever. Um, So, yes. Talk about your dreams with them. Oh, and we totally forgot about – that's kind of how the blog started.
1: Yes. So, I love telling the story because everyone always asks me, they're like, how did – why did you start a blog? How did all this happen? I was like, and I'm always like, well, I've been wanting to do it for two years, did it all this stuff. And then my best friend and I were sitting down and I was telling her all about this. And she said, all right, January 7th, we're doing it. And I was like, what? No, 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 no. This has always been like in the back of my brain. Like we'll do it one day whenever I have everything in place, whenever I'm further in my faith and I know what I'm doing and can speak on the topic and once I have more money and I can buy clothes and I can travel and she's like "Mm -mm, January 7th we're doing it and I was like no she's like we're taking pictures on this date perfect and that's how the blog started
0: it really is it just I got forced
1: all the, into doing
0: it. But I've heard her talk about it for literally a year. And I'm just like, Boo Bear, what are you waiting for? And I'm like, go get the Instagram handle. And she's like, I already have it. I'm like, go get the domain. She's like, I already have it. I'm like, then what are you waiting for? Like, you have all these things. Like, you're ready. She's like, I don't know what to call it. I'm like, you have an Instagram and a domain with a specific name and you obviously like it. Shout out Jesus People Places, an amazing name. We love her. And I'm like, Kenzie, what are you waiting for? Like, are you waiting for, like, Chicken Little to fall through the sky? Like, it now is the time.
1: Guys, I had been paying for the domain for a year at that point.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Kenzie! I know. But, like, there was so much fear surrounding this. And it, the fact that it literally took one person saying, you're doing it. So... This is telling all y'all, if you have a friend and you see them kind of wanting to pursue their dreams, but they're terrified to do it, be there and be there supporting them and telling them they can do it. And honestly, it is so like it is so appreciated to be someone's biggest fan, especially in social media where you have no idea what you're going to do or really in any business. I say business, but a blog and a podcast are kind of like a business in a sense too nowadays. So, like, being your friend's biggest fan, too, means the world. The world.
0: Seriously. And it's more than just, like, pushing them to do it. Like, at the beginning, like, I was – it took – okay, Kenzie needed pictures. And I was like, okay, I'm there. Let's go. I'll literally just go take your pictures for an entire day. We'll get all of that up. I need someone to read my first blog post. I'm scared. Okay, I'll read it. Like, it's <laughs> – you are holding their hand through the baby steps at the beginning because it's, it's scary. I mean, luckily, mm-hmm. I mean, look at this podcast. Luckily we've been able to just kind of hold each other's hand and just like take baby steps together. <laughs> We're just like going into the oblivion. Um, But sometimes you just need that push in that person to just like be like, you can do this right now. Like go, what are you mm-hmm. waiting for? So I think that that is one of the most special parts about our friendship is that it's, You're encouraging each other to push, like, the point of having a best friend is, A, they should be making your life better, and B, they should be pushing you to be the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you're not doing those two things, and this person isn't making you better, and they aren't, like, taking your dreams and what makes you happy seriously, that might not be the best relationship.
1: And also make sure you're doing that, vice versa, because I know a lot of times in my life... I've looked at friendships and been like, oh, well, they're not doing that for me. And then I'm like, I have to look at my heart and be like, oh, wait, Kenzie, you're not doing that for them either. So Mm -hmm. make sure you're looking at yourself, your own heart first before you look at the outside too.
0: Yeah. And be their biggest cheerleader because their success Mm -hmm. is your success. Like I literally felt like Kenzie – Was like my daughter. It felt like when this blog launched, and she was like posting regularly, and she's like thriving now, and she's like her giveaways and all her followers, and like (laughs) I just look at it now, and I'm just like, yes, girl, like here we go. You know what I mean? So I remember when Kenzie came and visited me at Stanford, and I was like, guys, her account is Jesus People Places. It's a blog. Like if you're not following it, you need to follow it. Like you guys don't know Kenzie, but you're about to meet her, and she's the best person ever. (laughs) And now they all started
1: following me. Heck yeah, they all follow me back. I love it. Okay. So the last thing that we want to touch on, like I said, I took a trip to go meet go see Taylor at Stanford and I got to meet all of her friends. So our last piece of advice is go take a road trip. It was a five hour drive, but it was so worth it. And in all reality, I was probably only at Stanford physically with Taylor and all of her friends for twelve hours. Probably about give or take. And just being able to meet her friends and form that connection with them, I was like Oh, I feel like now when we FaceTime and I hear about all of her friends, I know who she's talking about. And it was just, it just made that so much more sweet and it was made the relationship grow a lot deeper too.
0: And because you guys have had this like world where like we went to high school together. So we've shared all the same people and the same experiences. And all of a sudden we're in two completely different worlds and we like can't relate to anything that's going on in their life. It, it's kind of scary because all of a sudden I'm coming on the phone and I'm like, Kenzie, this happened with all of these people. And she's like, I don't even know what those people look like. And mm-hmm. I would get updates from Kenzie and I'm just like, I feel like. I feel left out. I feel irrelevant, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I cannot tell like or express enough how much it meant when Kenzie came, because I got to share like literally my life with her because there's so mm-hmm. much going on in my life that's at Samford and like my heart is at Samford so her getting to meet all my friends like I literally like wanted to cry it was the best
1: and it's like your worlds are combining
0: exactly and I was fortunate enough that Kenzie's roommate got to come home for spring break and because of COVID I got to stay home the week of their spring break well I got to stay home a lot of weeks after that but I was home for their (laughs) spring break and I didn't think I was gonna get to and I got to meet Cameron we love you Cameron shout out to you we're giving so many shout outs and all of a sudden like so much of what Kenzie made sense like I had this like picture of what Cameron was like in my head just from hearing about her but then I finally got to like meet her and hang out with her and get to know her bubbly personality which just Mm -hmm. I don't know it was also like a comfort thing like just because when you're friends with someone like this closely you're kind of protective of them and you're like yes. you're like sizing up their friends you're like okay girl like are you good enough for Kenzie like who's who are you okay you're her person there I okay let's let's see what you're like and luckily she's wonderful once again love you Cameron but it just gives each other so much peace like getting pieces of each other's world
1: mm-hmm Yeah, absolutely. And that's so funny you say that. I thought the same exact thing. And part of me at first was like hearing about all these people and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm number one. No, no, no. I don't know who they are. I'm like, and then it's like me getting jealous of them. And it's like, wait, I can't like, I'm here. They're there. Like, let's meet them. And then we can form our opinions. But then we can judge them. (laughs) We can judge them silently.
0: I'm kidding. I we love all I of love each other's you friends.
1: All. <laughs> yes, we do.
0: All right. Well, I think that's the episode.
1: That is the episode. Let's go into takeaways real quick that we've got from the episode.
0: Takeaways. All right. So what are we thinking, Kenzie? What's your biggest takeaway from this episode?
1: Um, I really like the takeaway that you are pursuing one another. A lot of times that word pursuing is used just in relationships like boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, but I think it is so relevant in friendships as well. Like, because, especially even more in friendships, because I know a lot of times in relationships, we hear the guy's supposed to pursue the girl. So a lot of times girls, we don't necessarily know how to pursue or pursue as well. So once you get into a friendship, it's like, oh crap, I have to pursue this person. I don't know how, like normally I'm like sitting in the passenger seat, not taking control of a friendship and now you have to pursue one another and really make an effort like friendships take work it's fun work but it's work
0: absolutely and it's just coming from a place of I know we keep on throwing around the word intentional it's like the most overused word like oh my gosh i'm so intentional no i hate that it's gotten so like basic because it's such a great word and it's just about yeah. seriously like Take exactly being in the front seat of someone's life, grabbing the steering wheel when they like can't do it themselves and just like what?
1: When they're about to like wreck the car. When they're wrecking me, the car. Me? Literally,
0: they're like in the driver's seat and they're just like, oh my gosh, here's a cement concrete wall. Turn, oh my gosh. turn, Cute turn. Boy. This is so fun. Cute boys. <laughs> <laughs> All the things. And you're just like, what are you doing? And you're like yanking from the other side of the seat. So definitely take a front seat view into someone's life. And sometimes long distance friendships are more work than the in-person ones. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. I'm changing my takeaway because I want to (laughs) go further into that. Because (laughs) you don't, I always tell people this, the beauty of an in-person relationship is like, let's say you go get dinner. You can see their mannerisms. You can see how they're acting. You can see if they're tired. You're with them riding in the car. Like, you see them stressed about school. Like, you get the luxury of being with them in their default. You know what I mean? Whereas, when you're on the phone with someone, you get 20 minutes to jam all of that in. But, like, a lot of times people are, like, up and perky on the phone. So, you're not getting these, like, mannerisms that something's wrong. Like, you can fake Mm -hmm. it for 20 minutes. So sometimes it's a lot more work than being in person. That's all I'm going to say. So put in the work for real. And then Mm -hmm. also just a disclaimer, Kenzie and I are a mess.
1: We are a mess. Like 90% of the time. We're like
0: sitting here like flexing. Like we have like all this amazing friendship advice, but we're literally figuring it out. Like by the seat of our pants. Like (laughs) we have no idea what we're doing.
1: No. And I want to point out that That heart-to-heart that Taylor was just talking about um, happened over Christmas break. So, five months ago, maybe, we actually sat down and were honest with each other. Like, legitimately honest about everything for the first time. And that was only five months ago. So Literally
0: five months ago. And what's crazy is, like, anyone on the outside, up and before that, they're like, oh, yeah, they're best friends. And it's like, yes, but you're only as close as you can be honest. So in conclusion, we're figuring it out. You guys are figuring it out. We'd love for you to follow along and figure it out with us. Luckily (laughs) for all of you, you're getting to watch us process our friendship literally online, which, you know, that's Mm -hmm. not normal, but you'll get to hear all about it, you know? So we're excited. And that was also, once again, just, popping back into the heart of the podcast. That's why we're doing this. We, we, I wish that I had this as a resource when I was going off to college or even just na- navigating friendships in high school or post-grad even. And that's something we know nothing about, but I still think a lot of things apply. Um, mm-hmm. just being a good long distance friend. Yeah, so yeah.
1: Nobody tells you how to do that. There's no, there's also a lot of things about relationships and how to do it with relationships, but. Nobody talks about long distance with friends, so we thought we wouldn't cover it for y'all.
0: We got you guys. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, you guys know what to do. You got to subscribe to the podcast so that you know when we post every Wednesday, it'll just pop up in your feed. Please give us a review and give us five stars and take the time to write out the review because that helps more people get to see our podcast kens do you want to plug yep. the social medias
1: of course i want to plug the social medias and last but not the least please follow us on instagram we're also on tiktok
0: tiktok baby
1: <laughs> Woo! we're gonna try to figure that
0: out please help us you get tiktok famous
1: at she's going places podcast and then both of our personal instagrams are taylor cordy with three y's right three y's three y's and at jesus people places All right. We love you guys.
0: We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. That
1: was cringy, but whatever. (laughs)